the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Oh, thank you indeed. Got another glorious. Well, you know, I I started to say another glorious San Diego weekend coming up. It's been, but it's been the weather's been kind of little eh. But it'll be glorious when the Dodgers beat the Padres. Oh snap! You better Hope you're listening, carrot sticks. <laughs> yes, that's right, San Diego. Tomorrow night is the big final game of the championship series for the playoffs between the San Diego Padres. There may be two more games, and the it's LA- probably two more games at least. No, this is best out of three, right? Best out of five. Oh, out of five. Okay. Did not know that. Once again, displaying my lack of expertise. When it co- <laughs> so why, why did the first series between the Padres and the Mets was only three games? Wild card. Oh, okay. Just gets, uh, just gets longer as the series it progressed. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so that's which may not be good for non baseball fans. So anyway, the next game is tomorrow night, San Diego Petco Park, and so good luck to you baseball fans out there. Okay, um, eight eight eight. 344-1170-888-344-1170. There's some breaking news we're going to want you to weigh in on tonight, and particularly involving former President Trump. But before I go any further, we got to talk about Trump and the subpoena today, the January 6th committee. <laughs> we got to talk about that. Um, we, we've also got just an amazing, an amazing AOC moment to share with you guys. Um, and what is, let me ask y'all this, who out there knows what global covert climate engineering operations are? Who knows? I know you know in there, my man. I know you know. But I don't know about how many of you out there know. Before we go any further, I got to bring in that man, little know-it-all, DJ Potato Skins. You are going to love Dane Wigington. This dude is smart. Well, let me tell you, I've I've clued into a little bit of his smartness on the internet and you will you listeners will be smart if you stay and listen to what he has to say on that. He's at the bottom half of the hour. Um Okay, so big breaking news today. We are uh, less than one month away from the most consequential midterm elections of our lifetime. And what's interesting about these these elections is that going on two years after Donald J. Trump left the White House and almost two years of repeated increasing exponentially ongoing persecution and prosecution with an ongoing basically coup attempt and it's it's an it's a coup attempt in advance right to try to stop him from being able to run for re-election to try to get him behind bars in spite of all that and we're going to talk about the trump subpoena in a moment but in spite of all that what's so interesting about these midterm elections is the number of MAGA candidates 
that are close to winning and poised to win. The, the, the reason why they had to try to take him out and the reason why this January 6th commission exists is to try to destroy 75 million, try to, try, try to, they thought by cutting off the head of the snake, they could get rid of MAGA. And instead, that the head of the snake ain't gone. The snake they made more determined. Well, it, the snake is now like a python, right? That's swallowing up the establishment. And so as we, as, as nothing that they've done has worked. And then on top of it, We've got consumer price inflation numbers and consumer price index and inflation report. They came out today. Uh, their candidates are terrible everywhere. Joe Biden is just an absolute train wreck. That's you know what? I hate that analogy skins because I don't think it's strong enough to describe how bad of a situation the Democrats are in in terms of Joe Biden in the White House, the economy. Um, their agenda, which is absolutely re- being rejected. Which people aren't buying. Which people are buying. It's being rejected everywhere. Um, that uh, they, they're having to do uh, whatever they can to try to trump up and, and, and uh, pun intended. Um, it, they're, what the ongoing, it, at this point, what's happening today, and we've got breaking news coming out of the Jan 6 committee, it's not even so much about trying to derail Trump in 2024. It's about trying to stop the MAGA train that's coming their way, that's coming the way of not just the Jan 6 committee, but coming the way of Kevin McCarthy and coming the way of Mitch McConnell. And that's why they're continuing to go hard. That's why, after all these months, you said to me last night, why Why are they doing a Jan 6 hearing tonight? Isn't that over? Yeah, it kind of is. They're trying to resuscitate it. They're trying to rehabilitate this Jan 6 thing as, as to, to have a way in which to try to cut off the head of the snake as we're going into the midterms. This is not really about 2024. That's bad analysis if you're hearing it. This is really about, and I tell you, Mitch McConnell is as much behind this as Liz Cheney, right? Because who's from the Republican side, who stands the most to lose? If the MAGA, if the, if the MAGA wave takes over the House and the Senate, it's Mitch McConnell. So the breaking news today coming out of the Jan 6 committee that from the, the hearing that nobody watched, still being led by the woman that was rejected by her local voters in Wyoming. Bye bye. Yeah. Like, um, you know, Gator coughing up, you know, uh, a piece of kiwi. Gator doesn't like banana, bacon or kiwi. He doesn't, he doesn't like it doesn't at like all. He doesn't like bacon. He doesn't like bacon. A lot of dogs like bacon, but he loves him some cheese grits. I knew the reason why I liked him. I know, right? So I was like, whew, the, C- the, the Southern DNA is still strong. Okay, so <laughs> in a move of complete desperation today, the Jan 6 committee <laughs> took a vote while nobody was paying attention. If a tree lands in the forest, does anybody hear it, right? So they took a vote today on and, and voted unanimously to subpoena former President Donald J. Trump to come before a, he- a hearing. I'm not. And let me tell you, I'm admitted I'm not a comma J.D. I'm not an attorney, nor I am an expert in terms of proceedings and, and all the, the rules and regs of how Congress works and how committees work. But let me tell you, even I know that there is nothing constitutional or legal going on with this committee. They're trying to act as though they're a court of law. Meanwhile, they're not applying anything related to the rule of law. They have no authority to be doing this. There's nothing constitutional about this. 
There's nothing, there's no, uh, there's no part of the Constitution and our rule of law in terms of our First Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, rights to search and seizure, right to face your accuser. Um, there's no discovery process that's taken place where both sides have an opportunity to present their case. Both sides have an opportunity to voir dire witnesses. Both sides have an opportunity, uh, expert witnesses. Both sides have an opportunity to do direct examination and cross examination of witnesses. You know, there's, there's, it, it, it's just the, such a sham. Right. And that's one of the reasons why it's really gotten no play. Right. It's it's not exactly gotten squid game kind of attention. And by the way, when are we going to get squid game to? OK, season two squid game. I'm waiting. I'm, you should be. You're going to be surprised. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> are you kidding? It seems like something that would be right up my alley and I haven't seen it yet. You know what you need? I didn't think it was up my alley. And I lo- I'm telling you, you and your boys not so sure about Cammie because she's a good hearted woman. She does. She doesn't. But but y'all going to see a horror movie tonight. We are. We are. So, you know, she may like it. I'm wait, waiting for Squid Game, too. By the way, so my point being, this hasn't really gotten any viewership, but they voted today to subpoena Trump. And my question for y'all is, what should Trump do? What do you think his strategy should be in response to this subpoena? Um, 888-344-1170. Skins and I were talking about this before the show. I want to read Trump's response, by the way. And then he and I, Skins and I are going to talk about what we think Trump's should do. Because this is, despite their attention intention here with this i think that this could really be a tremendous opportunity for trump and how he handles it here's what his response was today um well first they said um you know we must seek the testimony under oath of january 6th central player how was he a central player when he went in, in, near the capitol didn't when this happened didn't do a dang thing he was down the street exercising his constitutional rights But Trump's response was uh, that he said this is proof that the uh, committee is a total bust because he was like, why do they want my testimony now? When did they start doing these hearings? It was back at least, uh, uh, you know, it was months ago, right, when they started doing these hearings. You would have thought in the first 60 days they would have called him. First week. If, if the whole point of this, we already had an impeachment to the point. that was unconstitutional, that was based on no, they literally impeached him post office. On grounds that he basically incited an insurrection when he literally they they literally impeached him for for exercising his constitutional right to peacefully assemble. And and, and speak and, and during the speech, by the way, he said, let's all walk to the Capitol peacefully. Right. So for that, he was impeached. So then they decided to do this, this um, Jan six committee. Why didn't they subpoena him before? He's right. That's because it was an absolute bust. He says, why didn't the uns- unselect committee ask me to testify months ago? Why did they wait until the very end, the final moments of their last meeting? He says, because the committee is a total bust that has only served to further divide the country. Um, Trump's spokesman, Taylor Butowich, who I haven't heard from before, um, uh, he predicted, quote, Trump endorsed candidates will sweep the midterms next month and America first leadership and solutions will be restored is how he responded to the subpoena thing. Um, so that, you know, his spokesperson basically, it's the first time I read that, basically said, agrees with me that what this is all about is trying to stop the midterms. This, that's what this is about. I think, I think it's tricky. Um, 
somebody else said, none of this would have, oh, this is Liz Cheney. None of this would have happened without him. He was personally and substantially involved in all of it. Uh, today, we will focus on President Trump's state of mind. That's really, really frightening. Look who's the president of the United States. You don't want to focus your attention there. Well, not only that, but does our, this is uh, this is about not this is even bigger than Trump and even MAGA. What they're trying to do is set the precedent that the United States government. This goes in line with the executive order that Joe Biden signed Friday, in order to remove any of the protections of them spying on you with your signals intelligence, so that they could come after you. This is about the U.S. government becoming North Korea. They're now prosecuting and trying to prosecute a former president of the United States based upon his state of mind. State of mind. They're now mind reading. This is why I never wanted to go down the road of hate crimes legislation, because it was based on reading somebody's mind and that if somebody of a certain skin color murdered somebody else of a certain skin color, therefore, it means this is what was going on in their mind. And and I said at the time that this is exactly where it was going to lead. It was going to lead to criminalization of thoughts and beliefs. And here we are. Uh, what I think Trump should do, and I would love to hear from you guys. We're going to take an, a, a break in a minute. What I think Trump should do is go. And I, I don't know what. I don't know if and I'm not sure if the strategy should be to plead the fifth. But think about him. Think about him swaggering in. Think about him swaggering in like he who's that character from Starskin? Like he's Huggy Bear. Imagine him even coming in. I say come in with the fur length fur coat in the winter shades in D.C. On. Shades on. Maybe have a hat with a feather in it. I'm thinking James O'Keefe in the Project Veritas video when he and Lila Rose went into the Planned Parenthood Clinic. And maybe even go in with a little saunter. I wish I was on camera right now with the walking stick, okay? And go in and sit down. Make a mockery of it. And then just plead the fifth. See, originally you asked me before the show, and I said, you know what? No. He shouldn't give them the time. Make make them come after him. But that would be much more effective. Now, if he could plead the fifth on some questions and not on others, I don't know how that works. Like Lois Lerner came, gave a statement... And then pled the fifth. And it was like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't come in and give witness testimony. And then suddenly, but I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's the same if you're answering questions. I don't know. Because I think sometimes you complete, like I've seen like in the movie, um, The Client with Susan Sarandon, based on the, the John Grisham novel. If there's any attorneys out there, let me know. Can somebody just pick and choose pleading the fifth depending on the question? I would just plead the fifth and walk out. Either way, if he could do like uh, like the the boy in the movie, um, the client, some questions he answered and some he said, I plead the fifth. If Trump could do that, why wouldn't he go? The only thing is, is you got to be careful if you Trump, because Trump can he, he's itchy and want to answer questions. Right. Want to get that out there. So he would have to have incredible restraint. But um, I say go. 888-344-1170. Um, what's the insurrection that the Department of Justice is completely ignoring that involves assassination attempts. We're going to share that with you when we come back. AK, dynamite in the dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about the subpoena from the Jan 6 committee to Trump, and we were pondering the options for Trump and what, she, what he should do and how he should respond. And Jack from Oceanside is on the line, and he's got some, he's got some ideas. Hello, Jack. Well, first, if Trump has a choice, he should not go. There's nobody on that panel that's going to ask him a friendly question. Right. They're going to use it as an opportunity to embarrass him. They're not going to let him speak. They're going to interrupt him. Uh, They're going to use their time to attack Trump. And then when he does try to answer a question, uh, they'll say, oh, excuse me, you're not being responsive. I'm going to reclaim my time. Mm -hmm. And it'll, it'll be a total sham and embarrassment. And once he's there, he's stuck. Now, I started off by saying if he has a choice, because if he refuses... Do they uh, charge him with contempt? And, uh, I mean, some of these witnesses, uh, you know, went right down to the end, like Steve Bannon, and he caved in and testified. Well, I don't, you know, there's, there's, um, this is, this is, a, um, and, I, and I said at the open of the show, I'm not an attorney, nor am I an expert on the rules and regs of con- congressional hearings and committees. But it, so not only are there interesting, odd, strange legalities associated with these proceedings and what's going on, then you add in all the separate legal stuff that goes on with a president and a former president of the United States involving things like executive privilege. So, it, you know, um, I don't really know. I'm sure he's getting a lot of different legal opinions from people on what he should do and whether or not. I did hear from somebody today that um, they're trying, they want this done before the midterms because that's really what this is about, but it's probably not going to happen because he's probably going to fight it. And, um, and and then there won't be, he's probably going to, you know, fight it in court to not respond to it at all and in order to drag it out. So I, and so I probably as much as I would like, um, as much as I think Jack that in general, when it comes to Republicans and conservatives, we don't do like the left. And it's time for us to do some mocking. It's time for us to take advantage of some opportunities and use every opportunity we have to humiliate, to degrade, to mock. You have to first you have to take control of Congress right now. No, we. I, I mean, in general, the Republican Party has so much opportunity today to be mocking and humiliating Liz Cheney, this January 6th committee, mocking what's going on with the current set of Congress, with the, with Joe Biden and this Democrat Party. We are, Just because we don't have the majority doesn't mean we don't have elected officials that have an opportunity to mock and humiliate the left. They just don't do it. They don't do it when we've got the power. And it's time for us to start doing it. And every chance we get, we need need to be mocking and humiliating them. We need to be reminding the American people what they're about, that they're about mutilating, medically mutilating children, that they're about uh, open borders and flooding us with, you know, uh, in, invasion in the, in, in the open borders, about well, mocking Joe Biden and even uh, even Fetterman, even Fetterman, who has to have some reporter close caption questions to him. I just think I think in general, we're just yeah. weak. If if Trump were to testify, he's going to be under oath. And it's very easy to um, misrecollect something and right. question that isn't uh, completely accurate. And then what are they going to do? Are they going to nail him for lying to Congress? And, you know, there's another liability there for Trump. So 
I don't know. What do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to willingly testify, or is he going to uh, force some kind of a showdown? I think he's going to, um, first of all, fight it in court and try to get it, try to get any decision by the courts post midterms. I think this was a this was a last ditch effort. If not, if he's uh, uh, if he's told he must uh, testify. Um, Bill Clinton had to testify. He had to go under oath. Of course, that was a different that was an actual legal proceedings and he lost his law license as a result of it. But you're right. Uh, Trump is not Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton could could work a sentence better than anybody. Remember, uh, depends on the definition of what is is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that uh, I think as my understanding is, is as American citizens, we have the right to plead the fifth. And if I was Trump and I was forced to go in and answer questions, I would plead the fifth. I'd plead the fifth. I'd plead the fifth. And if they didn't like it and wanted to throw me in jail, I'd go in jail. I'd Nelson Mandela them. Here's my angle. OK. So Trump was exonerated in the second impeachment hearing concerning January the 6th. And what's going on now is like some type of a sham trial, but it doesn't follow any legal process. Mm-hmm. But in a way, isn't this uh, January 6th committee double jeopardy for Trump? He's already been exonerated. No, because it's not. Te- and, that, and that's why this is such a sham, because it's not really technically. F- it, first of all, it's not a court of law. It's not an actual court proceeding. Um, they're just really playing fast and loose with the Constitution and our, and our rule of law all over the place. And it's one of the reasons why it's, you know, I don't know why anybody's complied with it. Um, you know, um, but their goal is to send to the Justice Department and Merrick Garland um, referrals from what they find in this committee and send up referrals for prosecution. So Mm -hmm. now if Trump was to be prosecuted from anything that came out of this uh, sham proceeding, then that definitely would be double jeopardy because I think the second impeachment where he was exonerated counts as a trial. Um. It was a trial type of uh, proceeding. He was represented. Yeah, it. I don't think. I don't think that counts as. I don't think that counts as as the you same thing as a criminal case. trial. Because and, and by the way, and if they do uh, refer, we'll have to leave it here, Jack. We're up against a break. But if they do were to refer criminal charges, uh, they would charge him with something different than what uh, you know um, the January sixth. They would find a way to try to get around that if that was the case. But thanks for calling. Interesting comments and questions. All right, who knows. What covert geo? I can't even. What's, I don't even understand how to. Uh, who knows? Covert what, climate uh, engineering. Thank you. Global covert climate engineering. We're going to talk about that with the man who knows all about it, Dane Wigington. When we come back, stay tuned. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I told you at the, at the top of the hour, if y'all were smart, y'all stick around to the bottom half of the hour to hear what we was going to be talking about here. Something called Global Covert Climate Engineering Operations. I don't know what this is about, but let me tell you, we have an expert on the show who knows all about it, and he is here to tell you about it. It is Dane Winnington. He's the host of the Global Alert News. Winnie, what did I say? Winnington? You said Winnington. It's It's Dane Wigington. Well, he's a winner. It's Dane Wigington. He's actually got a a documentary called The Dimming, and he's here to explain to you guys. His his show is right here on The Answer San Diego, 4 to 5 p.m. We actually had one of the reasons why we invited Dane on, even though 
uh, DJ Potato Skins here has interviewed him many times on his show. We actually had a caller who called in and suggested, said, hey, because we were talking about climate change. We were talking about Hurricane Ian and all that. And we actually had a caller call in and say, you need to get Dane Wigington on the show. And he joins me now. Hello, Dane Wigington. Thank you for being here on the Andrea K Show. Hello, Andrea. Thank you very much for your willingness to address this issue that too few know anything about. Well, I certainly don't know anything about it, and I apologize for mispronouncing your name, but you're kind of a winner. So that's where I think I was going subconsciously with calling you Dane Winnington. It's Dane Wigington. Okay, let's start um, with you explaining to me and others who've never heard about this before. What is Global Covert Climate Engineering Operations? Well, it's certainly not a job I wanted. I, I focused on this issue when it came to my attention. I have a background in solar energy. It was it was preventing a lot of my solar power uptake from what these aircraft were emitting in the skies. It's called solar radiation management. It's been done globally with countries, even adversarial countries, cooperating on this issue. The stated purpose is to slow down the warming of the planet by spraying light, scattering particles into the sky to block some of the sunlight. What are the negative effects of that? The list is too long to even begin to go in here, into here. We're talking about particles like aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, and, and we're not shooting from the hip. We've done hundreds of lab tests all over the globe. We work with Air Force personnel, former government scientists, Canadian former Minister of Defense, university scientists. They're not disclosing this issue for obvious reasons. People wouldn't, I don't think, accept too well breathing these particles that are coming down to the air column that air testing agencies are not disclosing it's destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, toxifying soils and waters. But those in power have no one to tell them they can't do it. So they do. Well, let like me interrupt you. Let me re- interrupt you real quick, Dane Wigington. Is this what people are asking me about when I'm going to do political events and political uh, you know, meetings where people are like, what's going on with these chemtrails? That's the layman's term. Okay. We caution people against that term because that is the instant marginalization term. It's it's descriptive, okay for personal conversations, but if you're if you're talking to a journalist, um, any sort of agency person, elected official, you want to use the, the term climate engineering or geoengineering. Okay. Yeah, because that's, you know, anytime you uh, are questioning anything going on with the, with the U.S. government and question their narrative, they're going to do anything they can to marginalize you and call you a kook. Um, okay, so um, the other day I saw somebody, a farmer from around the world, I can't remember exactly what country it was, started, started filming a drone over his property that was releasing chemicals over his farms. Is this a part of that movement? No. Okay, so that's no, something different. Most most of you, you've heard of cloud seeding operations, right? And yeah. yeah. So most people know what that is. They accept it. They realize it's going on. That's a single engine propeller plane with a few flares strapped onto the wings. They can distribute maybe 10, 20 kilos worth of material. We're talking about military tankers that can dump 100 tons of toxic particles in one payload. We've extrapolated based on precipitation testing how much material is being distributed globally in our skies. About 60 to 70 million tons. We're breathing all of it. It's wow. In the environment, again, 
So it's, it's important that people understand the gravity of this issue and the reason the governments are trying so hard to hide it. Well, let's talk about the gravity of it. We're, we're speaking with Dane Wigington. He's got a show you guys need to listen to every Saturday night here, 4 to 5 p.m. It's Global News Alert. You can go to geoengineeringwatch.org to get more information. So let's talk about the gravity of this because this is supposed to be for our own good, right? This is supposed to stop the, the, the world from warming. That's the intended cert, uh, purpose behind this. Or what is the purpose? It, it, or, or is it something else? Very important question. That is the stated purpose. However, without question, we have enough historical data to know now that this is simply being used as a weapon, a covert weapon of war. We see populations, agricultural production crushed over and over and over with such consistency. And we can see what they're doing on satellite imagery that this can only be considered a covert weapon of war. Mm. And when we have... Andrew, this is important. As part of my weekly Global Alert News broadcast, thank you for mentioning that, we show a very short film clip of former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson all the way back in 1962, ranting like a lunatic on film and on the record, stating even then that we could control the world's cloud layer even then, and he who controls the weather controls the world. This is about power control. Wow. Yeah. Um, Oh... You know, you, you, I, I grew up in this country. I'm the daughter of two Marines, Dane Wigington, and just I grew up love of country, and you know, and 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 thinking of of America as the greatest country in the history of the world, and it is. And we're now at a time in our country to where we're beginning to realize uh, the depths of the corruption and the graft and the grift and the deep state evilness that's been going on in our government for a while and some people are still not waking up to it they don't want to accept that our government would be poisoning us they don't want to accept that our government would be lying to us in any way there's still people out there that believe that all these covid lockdowns and restrictions were for our own good and that you know shots were these shots are actual vaccinations i mean there's there's people that just refuse to accept the truth here um shocking that they don't yeah the covid issue uh, this is where Union Watch is very independent. We have an environmental community that pretends that it's all going to magically be fixed with electric cars and solar panels, which couldn't be further from the truth. And that's my background, by the way. I work for Bechtel Power. My home is on the cover of the world's largest renewable energy magazine. Renewable energy is not going to save us. On the other side of the fence, we have those that pretend there's nothing wrong with the environment, which couldn't be further from the truth. We have ecosystem collapse happening all over the globe. So COVID is the re- response of global power structures to the fact that the planet can no longer support populations and they are trying to thin the herd. Mm. That should be obvious at this point. That's yeah. exactly what COVID's about. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. And I think it, and it was obvious to me from the beginning, but I think that one of the reasons why you've got, you've got a naive population that still thinks that no way would the U.S. government ever do anything, you know, to harm citizens. That doesn't happen here. Uh, then you've got the, the panic and the fear that people allowed themselves to have imprinted in their brain. And, you know, once, once somebody has their brain, and I'm not a scientist, but I know a little bit about, you know, the brain and anxiety issues and all of that kind of stuff and, and PTSD and trauma. And once it's, once it's embedded in your brain, it's hard to get that trauma out. I mean, they knew exactly how to manipulate the minds and create mass uh, formation psychosis, right, on the American people. Um, how do we, uh, um, and 
people got to wake up, Dane Wigington. I don't really know how to wake people up to the truth that this is all part of, and you may not agree with me, this is not just about population control. It's also about as part of the global Great Reset, right, and New World Order. Do you agree with that premise? I do agree with you. I do agree with you on the degree of conditioning that is extraordinarily hard to break down and the, the difference is, although they have many agendas and objectives for, quote, resetting, that doesn't mean anything on a planet that doesn't support life. So I would argue that that's one aspect that the controllers have not truly grasped themselves, except at the very top, that on the current course, no one gets out alive. And that's the statistical certainty. We've lost 90 percent, 80 to 90 percent of our insect populations, 75 to 80 percent of the wildlife population is gone, 90 percent of the fish population is gone. Uh, we're on the fast track to a lifeless planet. So although it's hard to wake people up, this issue is unlike any other. When there's no more food in the shelf, people don't have any choice but to wake up. Okay, so um, not exactly an uplifting show on tonight's Andrea K. Show, people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Dane Wigington... I what I would argue. Well, what, you, what I would argue go ahead. Note of doom, gloom, on that note of doom and gloom, here's, if, if we can, by collectively facing the horizon, if you're... If you're in the middle of the freeway at rush hour, are you better off turning your back to traffic and hoping for the best or facing traffic and doing what you can to dodge and, and save yourself? We need to face this issue. We need to stop what's happening in our skies. If we can, if we can allow the planet to respond before the ozone layer is completely destroyed, before every forest on the planet is destroyed, before every bit of water and, and soil is destroyed, if we can do that and we can salvage some part of Earth's life support systems, someone might get through what's coming and that's worth fighting for well and so in summary i guess this is the we do have a climate crisis but it's manufactured and if one of and one of manufactured in one by one method alone is what they're doing to our atmosphere and um and and of course when they're continuing to lie to us that the problem is you know you driving around in something besides an ev you know electric vehicle that's not exactly going to solve the problem so we're on a crash course Um, uh, Both sides of the fence, there's a lot of uh, denial going on. So the bottom line, any form of human activity that hurts the planet's life support systems is a problem. We've been very poor stewards of the planet. But that being said, here's a mantra that unites both sides of the fence. There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate intervention operations, which are the single most disruptive factor of all by far. Right. Instead, they want to they want to blame cows for gas and for their gas and flatulence and tell you you need to eat the bioengineered meat that's going to be produced at at, uh, what's his face's uh, 50,000 square foot facility in California. Uh, They you know, they want to blame, you know, your homes, you know, um, uh, what is it they banned in California? I don't know if you heard this, Dane. Did you hear that they banned going forward, I guess, for new construction? What any any gas? natural gas on your range top you know all that's the evil stuff while they're poisoning us through the air we didn't have time one of the things i wanted to to talk to you about and i don't know if we if we can squeeze this in in a minute but i come from the south and i've spent many many a day worrying about the hurricane that's coming up the gulf and i was shocked to see some stuff on your website that has to do with some possible manipulation of some storms what can you tell us about that not possible absolutely certain. We can speculate on agendas or objectives, but the fact that Hurricane Ian was steered completely, I challenge people to look at our report, look at our recordings of the radio frequency microwave transmissions that are used to steer those storms. We recorded all of it. Same with Hurricane Harvey, same with 
Hurricane Sandy, Maria, Michael. There's no question. Katrina? Katrina as well. No, there's no question. If they look at our data, that's all we're asking. Don't believe what I'm saying. Please look at our data. We can speculate about agendas and objectives again, but the storms are being steered, period. Hurricane modification in the U.S. started 75 years ago. U.S. military's Project Cirrus. This technology has been ongoing for a very long time. There is not one area along the, the Gulf, Louisiana, Mississippi, where I didn't have family or friends that lost everything in Katrina. So that's kind of personal to me. And then, of course, even before that, going back to Camille, you know, my generations before me. So this is just this is just shocking. I'm shocked, Dane Wigington. I'm shocked. I really am. Um, I'm not asking anybody to believe us. I want to look at the data. And our government at this point is nothing more than state-sponsored mafia. Weather warfare is their crown jewel weapon because they can do everything you just described to populations, to control them, to subdue them. And those populations don't even know they're under assault because they blame nature. Right. And and then they and then they while, while they're doing this, then they act like they're the ones that are on the side of nature and the rest of us that don't want to, you know, give up our range, you know, our gas, you know, range top or, you know, our gas guzzling truck. We're the bad ones. We're the evil ones. Tell everybody again how they can get more information from you. Listen to your show. And I do hope you're going to come back. And on a regular basis, we're going to stalk you if we have to, Dane. We will. Thank you. Any, anytime. Glad to join your geoengineeringwatch.org. Largest site in the world on this subject. Non-political, no advertising. Awesome. Thank you for being here. And God bless you for being willing to speak the truth and using your science background uh, to speak the truth against the, the science hucksters. I appreciate it. Team effort. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. Wow. I got to recover from that. I told you. Mm-mm-mm. What do y'all think about that? 888-344-1170. Don't go away. More Andrea K. Show on the way. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K. Show. Random trivia. Skins and I were talking during the break about some old-school classic commercial jingles. And we were reminiscing over some classic ones. Uh, I love the Coca-Cola. Yeah, one. I'd like to teach the world. I'd like to teach the world to s- in perfect harmony. Was that it? Was that the tune? Something like that. So yes, <laughs> something like that. Not exactly on point. Um, I, I so I just gave it a Google. I don't remember the McDonald's give me that filet o fish jingle. I don't remember that one. I don't. Th- they saying this is the top one of the top ten ad jingles of all time. Give me that filet o fish. I don't think so. Um, so anyway, do you guys have a favorite jingle you want to share? 888-344-1170. Before the break, we were, I guess I needed to feel good jingle after that interview we, I, we did with Dane so Wigington. Huh? Oh my gosh. Um, about to pay attention. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we do need to focus on the climate and what's going on in the world as we are overpopulated and what are we doing with our environment to protect it and, and all of that. And the very people that are claiming that they're, they're, uh, trying to control us in order to protect the climate are destroying it, according to Dane, as well as, as manipulating it for power. And we actually have a caller on the line who wants to weigh in on that. Anju is on the line. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Uh, thank you. And thank you for, for being such a voice of uh, sanity in this current climate. Um, I wanted to point out someone like Dane Wigington, his name is Dr. David Martin, he has proved by doing forensic analysis of 
at the U.S. Patent Office that the so-called novel coronavirus is anything but novel. They have been developing the virus and its so-called injection for the past 20 years. Mm. So if you look up Dr. David Martin and the data that he's provided. I hadn't heard of him. Yeah, Dr. David Martin. Okay. brilliant guy, and um, he's been at the forefront of this uh, pandemic for the past two years, putting together exposing the data and just as Dane Wigington said about the data that's that's all anyone has to do is look at the data Mm -hmm. don't believe me don't believe you look at the data please right absolutely and but I think what happened Anju is that so many people were so fearful and I get it you know particularly if you're a parent out there or you've got a you know you've got a senior uh, living in your home and when you think back to the beginnings of COVID I mean we're you know the American people are such a loving people every you know that's just part of our culture whatever you know um economic status we come from whatever neighborhood we come from whatever we look like we're just we adapt and we help and we're and we're a loving society every aspect of us and so it's it's in our nature to be scared when you hear that a virus is is a pandemic is coming there's a virus that they don't know anything about so i get that that you can be scared for your family but unfortunately too many just out of fear lost rational thinking the ability to think critically because if you do want to take care of your your family you've got to keep your wits about you and not allow yourself to be sucked into some propaganda and i'm beginning to see though on you and i here's where i've got a little hope that we, we might you know have some so a chance to correct course on some of this stuff is, is that I'm starting to see some some prominent people that are starting to say, hey, I got hoodwinked by the propaganda in 2020 and the data's out there and these shots are poison and Fauci needs to go and, you know, they need to, you know, the, the, the truth, I think, is starting to get out there. And but what we have to do is we also have to make sure that everybody we vote for is prepared to stop this um uh, stop the continuation of the power trip That's that there genocide. are. It's genocide. Yes. Pure and simple. The COVID injections, mm-hmm. they were originated at Fort Detrick in Maryland. It's a bioweapons lab. And I've had a background in the U.S. Um, defense area in design. Hmm. My first job out of Vanderbilt years ago in, in uh, Anaheim. Oh, we need to do uh, a better screening process to screen out people that are smarter than me. She went to- <laughs> she went to yeah, Vanderbilt and worked in defense. Love your voice because I'm like always, is she local? Who is this woman? We need to hear more from her. And it's actually women that are taking a stand and leading mm-hmm. us out of, the, out of the quicksand we are in. And time is of the essence. We all have to take a stand now. We can't sit back because we were all trusting, mm-hmm. trusting of the system, of our doctor, of our leaders, of our president, of our CDC, our FDA, our NIH. It all has to be purged. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to have trust, but we still need to um, realize that the people who are unvaccinated, they somehow we somehow knew, and mm-hmm. let's listen to the rest of us unvaccinated. Well, Anju, you know, got... Thank you so much for calling in. I hope you call in again real soon. I've already written down this name of this Dr. Martin. I'm going to be reaching out to him to get him on the show. God bless you. Thank you so much, Anju. Appreciate you. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.